Well, thanks, band, and good morning, everyone. Uh, before we get into our word this morning, uh, you could grab your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 20. We're going to read from verse 20. But before we do that, I just wanted to update you on the op shop and what's been happening this week since uh, my video last week. So Neil and Sandy, uh, along with all the volunteers, have done a great job and continuing to see the, the warehouse cleaned out. But the yard at the op shop next door to the building has been cleared out and on Friday we had two shipping containers delivered. So we're making really good progress. So thank you to everyone that volunteered uh, over the past week. But if you can volunteer over the next couple of weeks, we have to complete this whole project by the end of the month. So please contact Sandy or Neil and uh, your uh, help would be greatly appreciated. And uh, the op shop is making a, a great difference in our community uh, as far as welfare, helping people, meeting needs. Uh, so it'll be great to get this project finished by the end of the month. So let's pray and then we'll get into our word this morning. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to come around your word. And Lord, I just pray that every time your word is open and whoever preaches, that Holy Spirit, you would just speak into our lives, that our hearts will be open. And uh, each and every one of us may hear something different, but Lord, I pray that we would be open and receptive and you would speak into our lives. And fresh revelation, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So we're going to read from Matthew 20, verse 20. And this is a, an interesting story. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, and kneeling down, asked a favour of him. What is it you want, he asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup that I am going to drink? We can, they answered. And Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or my left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father. When the, the ten heard this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and he said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be first must be your slave just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many it's interesting when when you read these stories of jesus with his disciples and someone will come up and ask him something and jesus takes every opportunity to teach his disciples about life. So we have this situation where James and John, two of his closest disciples, come up to Jesus with their mother. Now, a mother can be very, very persuasive. I remember one time when, when Steph had finished school and, and she wanted to go into nursing and there was a Div 2 course available in Shepparton 
but anyway, it was full and she couldn't get in and, and that was the end of it. But her mother, Melissa, would not give up. And so she got onto the right person and she was very persistent and persuasive and she did it all in a really nice way and a really nice manner. And in the end, she got Steph into that course. So it just shows that if you do things in a right way, with a good attitude, you can actually see situations turn around. So James and John's mother comes to Jesus and she kneels down and very humble and she has this request that her sons might be able to sit on his right and left when, it, when Jesus is in his kingdom. Now, you may be a boss, you may be a pastor, you may be a parent, but there's times when we all need to love people but give them direction. And there's times where we have to make the tough calls. And it may be best for some people, but they may not like the response that we get from us. So when you're in a position, you still need to love people and treat them well, but there's times when you do have to make the calls. And Jesus now is in this position where they come to him and they ask him this request. And Jesus could have taken the approach, well, you know, I, I, I want to be liked, I want everyone to like me, so I don't want to say anything that's going to deter them. But no, he, he did it in a loving way. And he said, well, can you drink from the cup that I'm about to drink? But to answer this question, it's not my choice. It's my father's choice. And for him to be able to answer that alone. Now Jesus says to them, can you drink from the cup that I'm about to drink from? Now the cup is a metaphor here for an individual's fate. So Jesus knew what his fate was and he's saying, can you drink from this cup? And they respond, yes we can, without not really knowing what they're about to go through. In Matthew 26, 39, Jesus refers to this same phrase again when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's, he's sweating drops of blood and he's just he knows that he's going to the cross and yet he prays to the Father and he said, Father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. He didn't want to go through what he knew was coming. And yet he finished that prayer with, but not my will, but your will. So James and John, yes, we, we can drink from the cup that you're going to drink from. But they didn't really understand what this cup entailed. A little time later when it came to the crucifixion, and they were going to drink from the cup that Jesus is drinking, drinking from, I think they suddenly got a realisation, hey, we, are we going to have to go through what Jesus is going through right now? And when it all unfolded, Instead of those guys being there, we find that James ran away, but John stayed there. He was at the, he was at the cross, and he was the one that looked after Jesus' mother. I think they suddenly began to realise, can you drink from this cup, what it actually meant? They had to take up their cross, and there was great persecution around that time. And in the end, James was martyred for his faith, and John, an old man on the Isle of Patmos, who was just working in incredibly hard conditions, 
died at an old age. So they did drink from the cup that Jesus drank from. One on his right, one on his left. It was interesting that when Jesus came to the cross and it was time for him to be crucified, he had a thief on his right and a thief on his left. And it's interesting the two attitudes that these men had because the first one said, if you're really the Messiah, prove it. Come on, let's do something. Get us down from here. Save us all. It was all about his will, what he wanted. He wanted to be saved. He wanted Jesus to come and just fix it if he could. Yet the other one on the other side said, hang on a minute. We deserve what we're getting. And yet this man is innocent. And he turns to Jesus and he says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your home. This man knew what he had done, yet he humbly came to Jesus in, in that horrific situation and he just reached out to him. And Jesus' response was so incredible. He just spoke to him and he said, today you will be with me in paradise. So one on his right, one on his left. One on his right was just, what's in it for me? One on his left humbly came and his reward was to be in paradise with Jesus. You know, when you go through something, and right at the moment, we're in a pandemic, uh, it's uncomfortable for some, it's, it's tragedy for others, but when you go through something, it's like, what attitude comes up from without, within you, and comes out. It's like when you're under pressure, what's really down on the inside? And even though none of us want to be in this situation right now, it's just a great opportunity to think, okay, how am I going to respond? How did these guys respond when they were faced with persecution and with martyrdom? How am I going to respond when I go through a difficult situation? Am I still going to be... Um, loving and gracious towards people? Am I still going to seek the Lord and, and ask Holy Spirit, what's your will for me today? What, what, can, what can we do today? Lead me and guide me. Not my will, but your will. Or is it just I can't handle this situation and we go you know, into our shells or, or we vent or whatever? So I just encourage you. you know, none of this is easy for anyone, but to follow the Lord and to grow and become more Christ-like, these times are just a great opportunity for us to grow, for us to develop, for us to, to, to be a witness, to reach out, to have an outward focus. And Lord, what's your will? What's your will for me today? What's your will for me this week? How can I reach out and help people? Something to really think about is that attitude when you go through something like this. It's interesting that at that time, the other disciples got very indignant about this. So once again, Jesus takes the opportunity to just teach them. And he says, you know, often um, the Gentiles, they, they lord it over people. And people like positions where they can boss people around, where they can use their authority and tell people what, the, what to do. And yet Jesus had authority. 
There was times when he cleared the temple and he turned over their tables and he drove them out. He had authority. There was times when he preached and, and he taught and, and they said, where did this man get this great authority? So Jesus knew what it was like to have authority. Yet, in his humble, loving way, he said, I, I haven't come to, to lord it over people. I've come to serve and to be a servant. So he took this opportunity once again to teach them about what's your attitude in life. Is it about you and your position and what you can do and how you can have authority and tell people what to do? Or is it about you coming and loving and serving? He finishes off this, this passage of scripture and he talks about ultimately why he came. And he came to serve and he came to give his life as a ransom for many. That word ransom is an interesting word. It says it's a sum of money demanded or paid for the release of a captive. Now if you've ever watched a movie where perhaps someone was kidnapped and so this ransom note gets sent about we have so and so and we will release them to you if you pay this amount of money. So until that person receives the payment, they won't release the prisoner and set them free. The Bible talks about it in this way. It's, it's a redemptive price. It's an atonement. It's something that was paid for the ransom to be set free. And that's what Jesus came for. He came to, to seek and to save the lost. He came to serve and he came ultimately to give his life as a ransom so that his life paid the price for sin. And just in a moment, we're going to take our, our emblems together for communion. But when you think about it, the sin of the world, a price had to be paid. And in the Old Testament, they, they sacrificed animals and, and the blood um, atoned for the sin of, of, of the nation of Israel. But then when Jesus came, he made a new covenant. And when he died on that cross, he paid the ransom that we could not pay. His shed blood and his broken body was the ultimate sacrifice that was the ransom paid for the sin of mankind so that we could be set free. Isn't that amazing? 2,000 years on, and each and every person that is watching this today or that hears the gospel message, we have the opportunity to come to Jesus knowing that he has paid the price for our sin, that he was the ransom, and that all we have to do is believe and repent and accept what he's done for us and then live and walk the way that he's exampled and modeled to us in his word. So today as we come and we we hold these emblems. The biscuit representing his broken blood and, and the juice representing uh, his shed blood and his broken body. 
And I just want to encourage you today that if you're a Christian and you're watching this, this, this is just a great opportunity to commune together and celebrate what Jesus has done for you. But if you've never made that step, or perhaps you're far from him, this is just a wonderful time to call out on the name of Jesus. To say, Jesus, I'm sorry for the way that I've lived my life, for the mistakes that I've made, that it's been about me and not about you. And you can just take this opportunity to ask him to come into your life and to wash you clean and to take away your sin and give you a new hope, a new purpose and a new direction in your life. So Lord, we just take these emblems in remembrance of what you've done for us. Let's eat and drink together. service this morning. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are an incredibly amazing God. And Lord, we thank you what you've done for us, how you sent your son Jesus to be the ransom for us. And Lord, I pray that it's the same for us today, that we understand and realise that. But Lord, just like you sent your Holy Spirit, that every day there's an opportunity for us to be taught, for us to learn, for us to grow. Holy Spirit, as, as we open up ourselves to you and you lead us and you guide us in every situation. And Lord, whatever people are going through, whatever we find ourselves in, Lord, I pray that our attitude would be not my will, not my comfort, but your will and your plan for my life. So Lord, I pray you go with us this week and you would give us opportunities to shine for you and to be a light in a dark world. Father, we pray for this pandemic to end. Lord, we pray that um, a vaccine would come. Lord, and we pray, Lord, that through this whole situation, Lord, that people would turn their hearts to you. Lord, we continue to cry out for a great revival to come and sweep through our community, through our nation, through the nations of the world. Lord, that Jesus would be lifted high and he would draw all men unto him. So we bless you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, God bless you. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a great week and uh, we're looking forward to catch up with you next Sunday.